0: I am afraid that I have much news, and most of it is terrible.
1: Welcome to The Mind Killer, the rationalist brain on politics, where we keep the rationalist community informed about what's going on outside of the rationalist community. As always, I'm Wesley Fenza. I'm Inyash Brodsky. And I'm David. All right, we've got a ton of follow-ups this week, so we're gonna just jump right into them. Um, Last episode... Somebody said Charles Manson was MKUltra, and somebody said the Unabomber was MKUltra.
0: What What? What happened? What? Who was? So I specifically said that the Unabomber was some kind of government fuckery, and I said maybe MKUltra, but I don't quite remember. Uh, I was c- kind of correct. So the Unabomber was uh, – he went to Harvard, and there was a psychology experiment that was run on him and a number of other people, which by all accounts was – kind of unnecessary and all it did was really traumatize and fuck up these students for uh for the year that they went through it and that harvard uh psychology professor also worked with the cia on mk ultra in the Ah. years leading up to that so ah so is mk ultra adjacent yes whether it was actually mk ultra nobody knows maybe somebody at the cia knows but uh they aren't saying might have been might not have been but in either case it was definitely some fucked up psychological shit done on him Um, the cia won't tell us I shocking. Bunch of jerks. Yeah.
2: And
1: uh, uh what about Manson?
2: Uh so we do not know for sure that Manson was a CIA was an MK Ultra test subject, but we do know that in the years MK Ultra was ongoing, he spent a lot of time at the haight Ashbury Free Clinic, which was um uh, which was a known recruiting ground for MKUltra test subjects and later his cult members would report uh, brainwashing techniques that he used on them which were suspiciously similar to techniques that the CIA used on MKUltra test subjects so we don't know for sure but draw your own conclusions.
1: Alright I think both of them are good enough for a uh, conspiracy theory.
2: Yeah what yeah. does
0: MK stand for?
2: i think it was just uh nonsense string
0: let me check because i kind of want to pretend that it stands for mind killer so like it was mind killer ultra <laughs> um oh my god that's what we should call our uh subscribers nice
1: mk ultras hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh perfect
2: uh, all right David, yeah find no it? it was just called project mk ultra i think it was just a random string
1: okay All right, well, look forward to the David was wrong when we figure out what it actually stands for. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of David was wrong, uh, David, so tell the Proud Boys on January 6th. um, What was it you said last week? I just remember you being like, oh, yeah, they were all FBI.
2: I can't remember if I said uh, 1 in 20 or 20%. Um, Um, You said it was, like, 60% at least. Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. Well, um... That was off the cuff, uh, and I <laughs> unfortunately should not have done an off the cuff comment because I did a misinformation. <laughs> no. Um, so whichever one of those I said, um, I was reporting on a uh, uh, something that was cited as synthesis. Uh, the Proud Boys court filing in one of their defenses said that there were 40. Uh, feds or known fed informants at January 6th and my source got the number I was trying to cite which I also just got the number wrong uh, based on dividing the number of known Proud Boys by the number of known informants Uh, turns out the um, the court filing was reporting the number of informants in the entire mob at January 6th which obviously included a lot of other groups that weren't Proud Boys and also just a bunch of randos. So it was probably not a veto-proof majority of the Proud Boys <laughs> at January 6th, but that is the upper bound. Uh, the exact ratio of Proud Boys in particular uh, is hard to tell from easily googleable
0: facts. There were several hundred maybe were there over a thousand people there on january 6th
2: yes i so if i were doing my best estimate i would try to figure out the number of people who were there as like an organized group uh proud boys three birds etc um because you know i doubt there were many feds just amongst the randos in the crowd and i would also guess that those are probably a significant uh, majority of the people at January sixth. Um, so that would be my basic methodology if I wanted to come up with a better ballpark estimate. But I don't actually care enough to do that. So if someone else wants to, go ahead.
1: Okay. Uh Yeah, but there were definitely more than a thousand people because over a thousand were charged. Mm, all right. Uh, all right. Well, that's still a lot of fucking feds. Yeah. Maybe they should have been like, guys, let's not, not, not do an insurrection. But well, you know,
0: that's that's not how they operate. Well, there were over a thousand other people there. Like, if just the mob in general is pissed off and wanting to storm the things, forty feds ain't going to hold them off.
2: True, but I mean, true, but something. Judging by the Gretchen Whitmer case, I think it's more likely yeah. they were egging them on than trying to uh, calm them down.
1: I agree. That is the typical MO. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, fellow patriots, <laughs> would you like to commit some breaking and entering crimes? All right. All right. Uh, another follow up, and this is a good follow up for once. Uh, the So, the Supreme Court has granted a stay in the Mif- Mifepristone case. Mifepristone? Mifep- I cannot say I, that word. I
2: think pharmaceuticals usually put the emphasis on the second syllable, but I'm not sure.
1: Mifepristone.
2: Yeah, that sounds right.
1: All right. right. Um, this was uh, a shadow docket case. Uh, so there was no opinion. Uh, but there were two dissents. Um, Justice Thomas, of course, <laughs> dissented. Um, and if you don't remember, we covered this last episode. Mephrepristone um, M- 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 is a, a, the abortion pill, basically. And the cra- some crazy judge in Texas, uh, basically the crazy judge in Texas, hmm. which is like the guy that crazy conservatives go to when they want crazy injunctions issued which is so nice that we have a guy like that, (laughs) issued a nationwide injunction saying, uh, you can't sell this, uh, FDA. uh, FDA, you have to retract your approval from, uh, even though it was approved 23 years ago, Um, which is insane. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Fifth Circuit was like, okay, well, we're going to let them, we're going to do an injunction for just the, like, 2016 updates. Um, But those are the ones that, let you get it in like the correct dose and also by mail um and a couple of other things um but the supreme court actually said no no look we're just gonna we're gonna stay all of that um go litigate it on the merits and then you know we'll deal with that
0: decision pretty impressed they moved so quickly usually it takes a while for things to get through the supreme court well injunctions are different ah okay
1: this was not, because this case was not decided on the merits. This was just a preliminary injunction. And those get appealed right away, and the decisions are made very quickly. Oh. Um, so that's why you got the judge, I think the judge issued this order like like two weeks ago. Yeah. Or I guess it was more than that because we covered it in the last episode. But it had like just happened
0: recently. Less than four weeks ago because we didn't cover it in the episode yeah. before that.
1: Well, in the, in the last episode, the appeal hadn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. So it hadn't, the, the circuit court and the Supreme Court both. Both weighed in on this in the last two weeks, uh, and they they overturned the lower courts, which is impressive. Um, as you'd expect, Justice Thomas dissented because this is you know he's just a partisan now, mm-hmm. and he says, "Well, this is a uh, this is what the blue team wants, so I'm a I'm a it. <laughs> Um But his dissent didn't say anything; it just said, "I I disagree." Cool. Um, Justice Alito wrote a whole dissent, which was crazy, uh, and. <laughs> <laughs> it was, It's great. It's only like a page and a half long. But it starts off being like, you fuckers are all hypocrites about the shadow docket. You're always writing about how we shouldn't be making big decisions on the shadow docket. And here you are making big decisions on the shadow docket. <laughs> I disagreed with those opinions because I think
0: it's fine. But you all are hypocrites. What the... Is the Shadow Docket like the Secret Congress in that it's not actually a thing?
1: No. Okay. The Shadow Docket is just what it's referred to um when you get a a preliminary injunction case. So they're not briefed, really. I mean they are, but like it's very preliminary. Um they're not full they're not argued, and the court just issues the ruling without anyone writing an opinion. Why do they call it a shadow docket? It sounds very sinister. Because it's Because nobody knows who's made the decisions or or what the reasons were.
2: So did Alito just dissent on this decision just so he could have this rant about the shadow (laughs) docket? I think so. Nice. Mm -hmm. I love it when Supreme Court justices do that.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. This was like like real piss baby stuff. Uh, My favorite part, though, is he called out Amy Coney Barrett. It's like... They're buddies on the, like, we hate abortion train. Hmm. But even she wouldn't uh, agree with him here. And he's like, well, I'm going to put in one of your opinions where you said we shouldn't do stuff like this on the shadow docket. <laughs> um, but he also then was like, here's the real reason I I uh, disagree. It's because there's no irreparable harm here because even if we allow this uh, the, th- this injunction to repeal these rules mefepristone will be illegal but the fda it, it, we all know they're not going to take any enforcement action so who cares that is a horrible argument i know <laughs> <laughs>
0: people hilarious. will just break the law and that's okay because no one's going to enforce it that's not a thing a judge should yeah. say
1: well it's what the judge on the highest court in the land said He man yeah, I and I didn't believe the media about this, so I just went and read the decision. And yeah, that's what he says. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. So <laughs> thanks a lot, Alito. Uh, but thankfully, Justice Thomas was the only one crazy enough to agree with him here. And th- Amy Coney Barrett voted to overturn. Um, and, and Kavanaugh and um, Roberts. We all expected Roberts to do it, but... Yeah. Uh, Kavanaugh and Barrett. That's awesome. And, uh, and, and one of the other ones. Oh, uh, Gorsuch. Well, but Gorsuch. Well, yeah, he is more of a process guy, so it's not a yeah. super...
2: I, I'm hoping, uh, uh, Gorsuch is waiting for the actual case to come down so he can use it as a, uh, opportunity to flip on Chevron Deference, but we'll see, <laughs> I guess.
1: I feel like this would be not the case for that. Yeah. I feel like I saw a case the other day that I was like, oh, maybe that's a good Chevron case. Yeah, that's now, a good point. now I can't point. remember what it was. This is, I don't think he would do it with this one because he's not a, an idiot and doesn't want to pick the most like high-profile, controversial way to do things. Mm, true. <laughs> Unlike some other justices. <laughs> but whatever. Okay. Next follow-up. We're still on follow-ups here.
2: Uh, So we previously reported on how uh, North Carolina has a Jim Crow era pistol purchase permit, uh, which is explicitly a Jim Crow law and is still on the books and enforced because gun control and Democratic governor, and how some people were trying to repeal it. And uh, the the governor vetoed it because, again, he hates guns more than he cares about black people. But uh, the North Carolina legislature was able to scrape together the votes to overturn his veto. So the pistol purchase permit law is repealed. That will be going into effect very soon. It might actually already be in effect. Uh and yeah, you now don't need to get a permission slip from the cops to buy a gun in North Carolina.
1: Fun. Yeah.
2: And uh it was a it was a straight party line vote uh which would Shocking. not have been enough to get them over the veto overturning threshold, but three Democrats walked out of the chamber so because the North Carolina veto overturn law says Two thirds of the present legislators, so three Democrats were apparently uh on board enough with repealing this law that they just took a walk, went to the bathroom, got some water, and the law was gone by the time they got back.
1: Oh, that's interesting. So they, they supported the law but didn't want to be on record supporting it.
2: That appears to be the case, yes.
1: Hmm. I mean what a bunch of fucking cowards. <laughs> God, I
2: hate legislators.
1: <laughs> what the fuck is this? I mean, like, it's better than voting against it because you're a coward, but come on. I, I they wouldn't get reelected if they did that, though? They don't get reelected. Yeah, fair enough. Go fuck yourselves. Like, tell people what you support, and if they don't like it, let them vote you out. Yeah,
0: God. that's a good point, because now people don't have representation.
1: Right, now they're like, now they can be like... Oh well, I don't really support gun rights, but also I don't not
0: support them. You're you're lying to the people that are voting for you. Yeah,
2: we're like you're uh, at least trying to mislead them, lying. <laughs> the hell you say?
0: <laughs> Ugh, you always make me feel so naive. Don't worry, <clears throat> don't worry. that only <laughs> happens in state government.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, all right, another follow up. Oh we should have co- we should have covered this before when we were already talking about the Supreme Court. uh so the Clarence Thomas thing hey, you have um, the power of editing I, no, I'm not doing that oh, okay he doesn't
2: uh, want to set the precedent of him having to do work for the podcast that's <laughs> right I
1: already do plenty of work I'm doing more work,
2: yeah, um, uh, so <laughs> when we last
1: left Clarence Thomas, he had been uh to getting lavish vacations paid for uh by his billionaire. Republican buddy, who's like a big Republican donor, uh, came out this this fortnight that this guy also bought some of his properties at an above market price. Um, one of which uh, Clarence Thomas's mother lived in, mm-hmm. and he just like let her live there for free and did a bunch of renovations. Hmm. Okay, and uh, it's uh, it, it, and it also but it also came out that like this is actually a violation of the law. Oh, that Um, because before it was like you're getting vacations, but you're not getting any actual money. Mm -hmm. Um, This time he's getting actual money. And there's laws that say, like, okay, well, any big transactions you're a part of, you
0: have to disclose. Oh, because he bought the house from Clarence Thomas. Yeah. Nobody's still going to do anything. I Mm -hmm. don't
2: think he bought it from Thomas. He did. Oh, Um, he was.
1: There were like several owners, but Thomas was Okay,
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Um, So he
1: did get money from this, so he was, by the law, he was supposed to disclose it, and he did.
2: I have heard that, yes, everything you just said is true, but also the disclosure form where you're supposed to report this kind of thing is confusing and not particularly well explained, so it's plausible it was just an honest mistake, and uh, let me check my notes real quick. Yeah, I still don't give a shit about any of this. (laughs)
1: confusing and not explained well <laughs> well i hope that's a good reason that supreme court thinks uh, we shouldn't enforce laws <laughs>
2: yeah that's fair although <laughs> honestly i would not be opposed oh absolutely i would be
1: 100 uh, percent in favor of that if yeah. <laughs> you could be like this law is confusing and therefore unconstitutional <laughs> i mean you kind of can do that but it has to be like really confusing there is something called unconstitutional vagueness mm. Uh, Where you can't just be like, um, bad things are illegal. (laughs) (laughs) You have to, to be constitutional, uh, the law, like, especially a criminal law, has to say what it is you're not allowed to do.
0: That is an extremely low bar for vagueness, though.
1: Yes. Um, And there's a whole body of case law about it that's super interesting, but I'm not going to cover right now. Cool. All right, next follow-up. Uh, Fox News has settled its lawsuit with Dominion Voting Machines for $787 million, uh, which is a lot of dollars. That is a
2: lot of dollars. Uh,
1: s- some might say more dollars than Dominion Voting Machines was actually worth. Oh, neat. C- yeah. Can Fox pay all those dollars? They can. All right. Fox News has lots and lots of money. Cool. Um, probably also coincidental uh tucker carlson left today
0: (laughs) you think that's a coincidence
1: oh definitely i'm sure it had nothing to do with him being caught on text messages being like i hate trump Mm. i fucking hate that guy (laughs) uh nothing to do with that at all and i'm sure it was just a mutual amicable parting operational
2: security guys don't write something down if you're not okay with it turning up in open court documents it's really hard. This is what follow. I tell
1: my divorce clients all the time, and they never listen. Mm.
0: You you don't think it was because he said um, we know that the Dominion machines are actually fine?
1: No, nobody cares about that. It was because they got him saying he hates Trump.
0: Really? I assumed it was yeah. because he tanked the case with that, and they had to pay seven hundred eighty-seven million dollars. I mean, it probably didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's
1: another company called Smartmatic, which also. Has voting machines that were trashed by Fox News that uh, has filed a lawsuit, and so that's we'll see how that works out. It's probably going to be something, something similar. Yeah, um, but this is not; it's not going to ruin Fox News. They have ungodly amounts of money. Okay, um, but the Tucker news is weird because he, like, his show is their most popular one. So I am, I, I like, my guess is it's got to be because Trump's running again,
0: and they just they. They just don't want to piss him off. But Fox is so good at the doublespeak. They can just continue to have him publicly say good things about Trump, and that's fine. Their view- viewers yeah. won't care.
1: That's what I thought, too. So it's very it's very strange. Um, I'm sure we'll hear more about this in the coming weeks, but we probably won't report on it, because who really gives a shit about Tucker Carlson? Yeah.
2: I- I'm sure he'll spill all the tea in his new... Twitch Fuck, stream. What's what's... Where are Republicans publishing nowadays? Substack.
1: See, I was trying to figure this out earlier because I feel like he's going to want to be on video, but he can't go on YouTube because they'll just, you know, he'll build up a giant audience and then they'll just demonetize him or kick him off. Yeah. So he's not gonna he's not gonna invest in that. Um, Twitch has the same problem, and there's like no other video sites. TikTok. <laughs> TikTok's about to get banned,
0: and it's owned by the Chinese. I mean, um, I mean well, I Tucker cares doubt about he that.
2: Cares about that, yeah.
0: Could, yeah, because Substack doesn't have a video option, right? I was like, maybe they'll add one. Just for oh, him. Pornhub, although they wouldn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pornhub, I kick him off. Yeah. Shit, I don't know, I man. Like, f this guy.
1: Uh, yeah, where do conservatives go to make video content? <laughs> anyway, now uh, on to the new news. <laughs> you believe it that was all follow-ups damn uh news from florida oh no everyone's favorite state (laughs) florida has enacted a six-week abortion ban um which is not very long at all by six-week abortion ban you mean no abortions after six weeks of pregnancy no abortions after six weeks uh, except in the cases of race rape and incest which are allowed until 15 weeks. Hmm. Provided you filed a police report or gotten a restraining order. Wow. Okay. Uh, there's also an exception for the life of the mother, oh, but no good. exception for the health of the mother.
2: Oh, seriously? I mean, uh, Fuck.
1: life of the mother is constitutionally required. If yeah. they could get away without it, they probably would. Oh, well, this is horrible. Yeah. Yep, pretty horrible. Isn't- it's also terrible politics. Uh, nobody actually wants this. Yeah. A lot of Republicans are going to Even gonna the lose pro-life seats. people are like, whoa, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, 15 weeks probably would have been fine. But I feel like DeSantis is...
2: He's trying to primary Trump. Yeah. We all know what he's doing.
1: Right. But it, he's blowing it because this isn't actually what Republicans want. Uh, it's not even what Republican primary voters want, who are like the craziest ones. I,
0: I just feel bad for everybody else in Florida. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but I mean, when I... I say that the primary voters don't want this because polls keep coming out and uh, DeSantis keeps losing ground to Trump.
0: Yeah, Well, and we saw what happened in the states where these things were passed. The fucking Republicans got booted the hell out.
1: Yeah, but that was, I mean, that was like, you know, Democrats and moderates. But this is like even the Republicans. No, even in the Republican counties, the
0: Republicans lost a lot in states that passed these sorts of bills.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but, yeah, this is, like, one of the worst ones. And also, it sucks because up until now, uh, Florida had been a place for people in, like, Alabama and Georgia to go. Oh. And now they don't have that. they got to go up north.
0: Uh, Texas has one that's roughly as bad, right?
1: I don't remember. Probably. I w- that's what I would expect from Texas. Mm-hmm. It's probably not it's probably not six weeks, though. As
2: far as I know, their weird bounty law is still on the books.
1: Oh, right. That
0: crazy shit. Uh,
2: yeah. Uh,
1: all right. Also, speaking of Florida, uh, they also passed another <laughs> We're law. Two
2: stories in, and Wes is already exhausted.
1: <laughs> I mean, we had like six follow-ups. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Florida passed another law allowing the death penalty to be uh, ordered on an eight to four jury vote. Um, they still need a unanimous vote to convict. But to recommend the death penalty, they only need eight of the 12 jurors. Uh, because apparently the Parkland shooter didn't get a death sentence and everyone was pissed off about this.
0: When you say recommend, that, that word has different connotations to me. Like, recommend means they don't, who cares? They can either do the death penalty or not, despite recommendations, right?
1: So, my understanding of the law is the judge has to order the death penalty. Mm-hmm. But they have to, they can't order the death penalty without a jury recommendation.
0: Okay, so it's like a veto if they didn't recommend it.
1: The judge can overrule the jury, but I'm not sure about that. Okay, because most in most cases, juries don't have anything to do with sentencing. Hmm. Uh, For almost all crimes, the jury decides guilty or innocent, or, or or let's say not guilty. They don't they don't decide innocence. Uh, and then it goes to the judge to decide what the sentence is going to be. Doesn't that mean that Florida is of,
0: actually more progressive than most states then, since they still have an eight to four veto ability by to juries? No, no. Because on I think in nearly every state, and it might be every
1: state, that the death penalty requires a a jury recommendation. Oh, okay. It, it's just the only the only punishment that does. I see. Um. Uh, and I think there's one other state that rec- that that has a ten-person um, limit, so you can you can get a death penalty recommendation, which is ten of the twelve jurors. Mm-hmm. But I think this one in Florida is the uh, I don't want to say the most liberal, <laughs> um, the most permissive, okay, I guess the most uh, death pro-death one. Yeah. Uh. So uh, that sucks because the death penalty not only is like bad because it kills people, but also it just, it costs more than life in prison so nobody really wins with it.
2: And also, like, this plausibly means that some people who would otherwise be convicted won't be convicted because, you know, if you're a juror who is opposed to the death penalty either because of facts of the case or um, or a moral stance or whatever and you know that you are one of four or fewer people who feels that way, mm. then the stage at which you can block the death penalty from happening is voting to convict. So, you know, good job there, Meatball Ron. You're not even tough on crime, right?
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, uh, I always consider it a long shot to, um, that, that a jury
0: would be informed of how things
1: work. But uh, it's not, you know, completely out of the
0: question. All right. That's terrible. Florida continues to be one of the worst states. They
2: did pass constitutional carry recently, though. So, you know, could be worse.
1: (laughs) All right. Uh, Next story. David, what's going on in Germany?
2: Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know how we previously covered that... Germany had scheduled to shut down all its nuclear power plants to replace them with, quote-unquote, wind and solar, quote-unquote, because it's neither particularly windy nor particularly sunny in Germany, and so de facto this meant they were mostly replacing nuclear with... Russian liquid natural gas, which they stopped, you know, being able to buy because of the war and stuff. I remember. Mm -hmm. And you know how Germany decided to mothball that plan to shut down their nuclear power plants because they decided that they didn't actually want people to freeze to death in their homes over the winter. Yep. And you know how we all said, oh, they're just going to keep on kicking this can down the road indefinitely. They're not actually going to shut down their nuclear power plants, because that would be transparently retarded.
0: I well, guess who was
2: insufficiently cynical about the German <laughs> government? That's right, it's us. They shut the things down.
0: Yay. Do, did we know why that happened?
2: Because brown coal is better for the environment than nuclear power apparently by however germans account that either that or they aren't even going to bother replacing them with coal and they are literally just going to let people freeze to death in their homes
0: i'm going to i'm going to go with the coal option but
2: yeah
1: <laughs> hey way to go germany can't have that radioactive waste around you know
2: Yeah, it's not like, you know, burning coal puts out more radiation than nuclear power because there's also radioactive isotopes in the coal, and those get sent up the smokestack instead of being stored.
1: No, David, it is like that, actually. (laughs) That is the thing that happens. Oh, God, man. I can't. Let's just talk about something else because
2: this is too depressing. Okay. I'm in favor. Uh,
1: Eniash. you've got some bad news for
0: us. I do, but it's not nearly as bad as the news we just had. So comparatively, this is good news. Happy news. Yay.
1: (laughs) Not as terrible news.
0: So coming back to America, Congress failed to extend a key tax provision last year, which allows companies to fully expense research and development costs in the year incurred. Uh, this is actually a very popular thing, and there's a lot of people saying it's really dumb that this didn't get, uh, passed. Everybody wanted it to get passed. They just quote-unquote ran out of time, because I guess this was a football being used as part of other funding concerns. I think the child care tax credit specifically was on the line here. But, uh, what this means is that, um... Many small software businesses that were expensing the entirety of their R&D in the year it was incurred now have to spread it out across five years. And all of a sudden, their tax bill for 2022 spiked by a huge amount in some, at least in one case, by 400%, which is amazing. It means that they were basically putting all their profits back into R&D, which I guess is good, but uh, not as good if you (laughs) require the tax law to stay stay current stay solvent stay the way it was uh for you to continue operating um anyways yeah the a lot of software businesses are now taking out loans um at nine percent interest or so they're getting more funding from vcs they're digging deep into their cash reserves some of the people that own the software companies just aren't getting paid this year so that the business can keep going and um this this if this does not get fixed then a lot of them will go out of business i think this probably will get fixed because again everyone thinks this is a good idea and they would like to have it fixed uh but on the other hand sometimes we say that same kind of thing about the debt ceiling and uh we keep being wrong about that year after year too so i don't know the government doesn't do anything right anymore Uh,
1: see my troop deployment this
0: week yeah uh but you can go to ssballiance.org to help throw in your word or whatever to to the lawmakers and be like hey this thing that you want to fix please do actually fix it
1: all right all right next story is is better this is actually not a sad story i thought it was going to be a really sad story i actually thought this was the story that had me bummed out the most of any story i heard this
0: week really um but it has
1: a happy ending okay
0: this had you bummed out more than than the nuclear power plants being shut down or the war in sedan yeah, because I knew they were going to do that. And this.
2: I'm sorry, you Sudan knew that. Forever. You knew that two different military <laughs> factions were going to launch coups <laughs> at the same time in Sudan?
1: No, no, no. I knew they were going to do the nuclear thing. Ah. Because I just have no.
2: And he probably assumed then, like,
1: that I knew Sudan was going to happen. They also, they also. The Sudan, uh, yeah. And, like, fight. They also People are killing that, each like... other in Sudan is, like. An evergreen story.
2: 13 days ago, so you had, I, or I at least had a lot of time, I thought, to emotionally process it, but mm. <laughs> judging by the shouting, I may have uh, <laughs> overestimated myself.
1: All right, so anyway, Fargo, North Dakota, uses approval voting to uh, to vote in its city council, which is amazing, because approval voting uh, is a great voting system.
2: Yeah, no, it's pretty good. It's, it
1: actually works. Uh, it's not perfect. But it's, like, way better than first-past-the-post, and of the, like, options out there that people are trying, it's one of the best.
2: And also, perfect voting systems are mathematically impossible. Very true.
1: Um, so, for some reason, the state of North Dakota got a bug up its ass about this, and passed a bill banning approval voting. What the fuck was their motivation for this? They just don't like it, I guess. I- I I don't know. I feel like maybe they just didn't like who was getting voted in in Fargo or something. It's, and they were like, we got to go back to the uh, red blooded American system. It feels like just not letting people have nice things for out of spite. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm sure there's some like if you're if I knew anything about local North Dakota politics, like there was some chain of events that led to this mm. that that. You know, makes sense if you look at it from start to finish, but I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um,
2: if there's any North Dakotans listening to the podcast, let us know what weird local politics you have going on. We probably won't include it in the top of the show, but maybe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we get something concise enough, I'll throw it in. Or
2: funny enough.
1: Well, that too. Um, but they the, the worst part of this to me was that they passed it with a veto-proof majority. So it looked like it was over, like it was going to be the law. Mm. Um, but then they did the veto override vote, and it failed. A bu- uh, like like a handful of the uh, legislators changed their votes. Oh, because they didn't. They, they like wanted to. They liked the law, but they didn't want to overrule the governor. Huh. Um. So the so the governor vetoed it. Uh. And Fargo gets to keep its approval voting.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Good go- they specifically didn't want to anger the governor.
1: Or they didn't want to do the override for some reason. Yeah.
0: Neat. Okay. Um,
1: It might be. I mean, it might be because they were, like, the same party as him mm. and, you know, party solidarity or something. But, yeah, I was, like, so, so convinced that this was the thing because I'm like, oh, well, they have all the votes for it. So, sorry, Fargo. But, yeah, then they changed their votes. So, it's great. All right. So, Fargo still gets to do approval voting. Um, so, all you other cities out there, maybe learn from Fargo, North Dakota. You should be embarrassed that you're getting owned (laughs) by Fargo, North Dakota.
0: Where they talk weird and say, don't you know a lot?
1: Right? You are still using your fucking first-past-the-post voting system. So I don't want to hear any shit about how other cities are not as good as yours until you change your voting systems. There we go. Because otherwise, we're going to be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, New York City, whatever. You're great and all. But have you heard about Fargo? All right. David. Yes. What's going on in Ukraine?
2: Uh. Couple of things are going on near Ukraine. Um, so the thing that's going on in Ukraine is NATO's still giving them a bunch of fancy weapons, and they're having parades and stuff, uh, showing off these fancy weapons. Parades, basically. Everyone who's looking at this agrees that this is in, in anticipation of another big offensive. Uh, when it, yeah, we've been saying yeah.
1: spring offensive
2: since the fall, right? Yes. Uh, I think exactly to avoid when and where that is going to happen is yet to be determined, but uh, we will. It's everyone's
1: just waiting for all the ice to melt?
2: Yeah, and for the mud resulting from the melting ice to somewhat harden. All right. To avoid
0: a future Wes's Wrong segment, we do have to quickly interject to say that there is no such thing as a fun parade except for possibly some of the Gay Pride ones. That's uh,
2: not true. Yeah, you're empirically wrong about that, my dude. Oh, damn.
1: <laughs> My town does a parade of lights where they dress up all the fire trucks in Christmas lights, and it's fun. Oh, nice. right. I love those. Uh, oh, Injae, but the most fun part about mm-hmm. it is that it's only
0: like ten minutes long. Hmm, I guess that would make it less unfun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I tell you this: the Eagles Super Bowl parade was pretty fun. Mm, nope, nope. Pretty sure it wasn't. I mean, not for you because <laughs> you're
0: dumb. All right, fair. <laughs> I, I cannot Go-leadles. argue with people saying I'm dumb.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what else is going on in the general vicinity of Ukraine? Um,
2: so, also, Putin has expressed his intention to move tactical nuclear weapons into Belarus. Uh, he said he Boo. was going to do this, but doesn't seem to have actually done it. So, it may have been a bluff, but uh, maybe not. And also,. They wouldn't really have any additional capacity to hit anywhere important with those nuclear weapons. They didn't already have. So uh, it's probably not a big deal in and of itself, even if it does go through. But Belarus is somehow even more corrupt and kleptocratic than Russia. So if it happened, it would make it non-trivially easier for criminals to steal live nuclear weapons. So that's bad.
1: This just shows I don't understand geopolitics. Because I'm like, why would Russia tell people that they were going to move their nukes? And then if they announced it, I mean, how would we know if they did it? And like, but then also, why wouldn't they do it? What What's going on? Hell if I know. I... <laughs> right? All of this is very confusing. Maybe it's just uh, maybe it's just playing on chaos. There Mars. have <laughs>
2: been like... 12 different times uh, in the year that this three day special military operation has been (laughs) ongoing that Putin says, now NATO if you do X, I'm gonna nuke them, and NATO's done X and Putin has quietly moved the goalposts. so, um yeah,
1: I don't think he said I'm gonna fire nukes, he'll say, well I'll consider thinking about firing nukes but, you know, maybe I won't, because I'm uh, unpredictable.
2: Yes, regardless, it's possible that uh, the nuclear geopolitics game is confusing. It's also at least worth considering that Putin just doesn't play it particularly well.
1: <laughs> yeah, that could be. It's like, well, I'm just going to move my chess piece over here. <laughs> well, I'm going to move it right back. How about that?
0: It's so embarrassing <sighs> that happens. This is why I don't play chess anymore.
2: Yeah. So
1: what what's going on with uh, the other dictator?
0: Yeah. So she, I mean, not dictator.
1: <laughs> glorious communist uh, leader. Yes. Yeah. Is beloved by his people. Uh,
2: so glorious communist leader, who's beloved by his le- his people, Xi Jinping, uh, has been in negotiations with uh, President Macron of France. Uh, Basically trying to figure out a way to get out from under the sanctions that A. They have been independently targeted with and B. They have caught as blowback for continuing to trade with Russia uh, despite Russia being under uh, sanctions because of their war of aggression. Um, I've seen a lot of takes on these discussions ranging from macaroon totally softballed she and is basically prepared to give him whatever he wants to macaroon was telling him to go fuck himself in the politest terms that uh the french diplomatic corps were willing to sign off on him using and i don't know enough about pierre or uh chinese politics to be able to figure out which of those is actually true
1: I want to say I strongly object to you referring to him as Macaroon. I was going to say, care.
0: I was just Googling.
1: Macaroons are the coconut cookie that's soft. Uh, he's clearly a macaron, which is the sandwich cookies that are filled with. Uh, with I,
2: I could not give less of a shit what you think.
0: <laughs> I, I was just Googling Macaroon to find out who this new French politician is. <laughs> I <was> just, <laughs> <laughs> and I think you are mispronouncing. Mar- yes, thank you. <laughs> So I was like, what, what, when did someone new take power? How
1: did I not hear? <laughs> I'm just saying, if you want to give him a funny name, Macaron is right there.
2: It's great because literally whenever we've referred to him, I've called him that. And apparently oh, he now hasn't noticed. <laughs>
1: oh. I mean, how often do we really talk about France? Almost Not never. that often. Yeah, right? Why would we? Uh very irrelevant except uh you know what you know i think i think we probably talked about france because they're big nuclear guys yeah
0: that's true we do like that yeah
1: um all right anything else to say about that before we get to the real bad news? No, not really. All right. Well, let's move on then to Sudan.
0: Sudan. There is a war. Fuck's going on in Sudan. Yeah, there's a war happening in Sudan. And I was kind of curious as to what exactly happened, why there's a war in Sudan right now, aside from just the usual fuckery. Uh, so I I did a little bit of research, not a ton, but enough to give a quick rundown on why Whoa. there's a war in Sudan.
1: Ineos did some research for the podcast. Yeah, just a little bit. Oh,
2: look at this guy. <laughs> Employee of the year. Huzzah. <laughs> I hope I get a parking space. Yeah, not going to happen.
0: No, oh, did all this work for nothing. It's, it's in space right next to Elon's Tesla. I'll take it. All right. So in late 2018, Sudan started having a lot of mass protests because due to rising prices of bread, other commodities, like people just were having a hard time living. Uh, And some of those protests turned violent. They burned down some government buildings. President Bashir declared a state of emergency February 2019 uh, to combat this. He dissolved the government and cracked down kind of unsuccessfully due to things that we're about to get into next. Uh, I would like to note...
1: Dissolving the government. Yeah. Sounds um, sounds like a lot.
0: It's, I mean, also dissolve in quotes, maybe like he kicked out certain parts of the government, but then he's like, now we have this new prime minister. So the government is still intact. I just chose who gets to be the prime minister and these lawmakers don't have a job anymore. I don't know. It sounds like dissolving the government to me, but he would probably disagree.
1: Mm, that sounds strictly
0: worse than dissolving the government. I don't know. I've never tried dissolving a government. I'm not sure which is better. David tries every day. (laughs) Someday he'll get it. Yeah. Alright, so Well, what? I would like to note that uh, despite the fact that we were calling him President Bashir, uh, the USA Today calls him a strong man and a longtime ruler. ABC, New called, ABC News called him a dictator. All right, Ineash, so tell us about this strong man. This strong man, president, dictator, whatever, uh, yeah, tried to crack down on these protests. He wasn't very successful at it. The um, people continued to riot and protest and stuff. And in April 2019, the military said enough of this bullshit and they arrested the president in a coup. They dissolved what was left of the government and suspended the constitution formally. Yeah, Ooh, that's too. That's too dissolved. Yeah, that's right. It just didn't take the first time. Uh, they. <laughs> this I don't know. It might sound good that a coup overthrew like a brutal dictator, as most news results, as most news sources called him. But uh, then they cleared out the protesters, including some massacres, to to get that clearing out happening. Uh, yeah.
2: Coups to, mm, bad. Coups to overthrow brutal dictators very, very rarely put in anyone who's actually, you know, better.
0: Yeah. The, the, apparently Sudan was taken out of the UA? The, was that the Union of Africa? African Union? Uh, anyways, they, they, there were some formal sanctions because they were other countries around were not happy about these massacres that were being done by the new government. Uh, but a few months later, in September of 2019, the the coupers, the military instituted a new plan to transition power from the military to a new civilian led government over the next two years just a formal transition of power slowly so everything gets taken care of well and uh, this transitional government was led by general buhan who was the primary general in charge of the coup and is currently president buhan during this transitional period the two years passed and they did not hand over the power
1: <laughs> womp yeah it, it's a real uh it's a
2: real palpatine move yeah <laughs> Said it before, and I'll say it again. There's nothing more temp- more permanent than a temporary government program.
0: Oh, damn. Yeah, instead they asked the civilian prime minister, and uh, most news sources called this another coup, because, I don't know, again, military taking power. Presumably
2: there were guys with guns standing next to the guy, asking the prime minister and glaring at him very suggestively.
0: Exactly. And this one was let, again, by General Buhan. He apparently probably did not want to stop being President Buhan. I'm sorry, did he coup his own government? He, well, he cooed the, the transition to a civilian government. So, sort of? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. It <laughs> was like, I've changed my mind. I don't want to give over power after all. Anyways, meanwhile, while all this was happening, there is a warlord in Darfur. His first name is Muhammad. He is commonly called Hamedi, which apparently is just literally means little Muhammad. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Because he apparently looks really young. He's got kind of a baby face.
2: Uh, Okay, now I need to find a picture of this guy. (laughs)
0: <laughs> he was a warlord in 2003 to 2004 in the war in Darfur. He came to join President Bashir, who, I will remind everybody, was the longtime dictator of Sudan, which was deposed in the original coup. Uh, so he worked for that president as an enforcer with the forces that he brought up. And when that first coup happened in April 2019, led by General Bashar, he was like, yeah, I- I'm on your side, or General Buhan. He was like, yes, I'm on your side, General Buhan. I am helping oh, yeah, with this he coup. yeah, he
2: is kind of baby-faced. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, so, yes, he was on the side of the coup. He helped overthrow that shitty president. And they—they uh, they, he has kind of split with Buhan recently. Both, both him and Buhan think that the old government sucks, and they should rule the new government, and they don't want to share power with the other guys, so they're going to fight about it. And that sucks because they both command a whole lot of military dudes. And that happened about nine days ago. So, so there's been nine days of fighting in Sudan as the two of them decide who gets to actually be in charge of this this new new government.
1: Well, that sucks. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, there's you know the things you would expect from a large civil war: shortages of food and clean water. There's electricity outages. A lot of countries are pulling out all their diplomats and other related peoples. SEAL Team Six staged a cool extraction. And, uh, it's bad times over there.
2: Yeah, sounds bad. Well, it sucks. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right. Uh, David has a story for us that's, like, the opposite of the, uh, the North Dakota story, where you thought it was good, um, and then it turned bad. Yes,
2: this story was literally in the happy news section until, like, uh, how long have we been recording? About an hour ago. Um, and then I saw totally breaking news, um about this, so I'll tell you the part that we know because it happened a week ago, and then um, I'll tell you when to start taking stuff with a grain of salt because of this being breaking. Uh, So uh, Elon Musk, you may have heard of him, uh, has this company you may have heard of called SpaceX, and they are a space company. And one of their products that they're trying to develop is something called Starship, which is... Basically, a rocket that will be able to make commercially viable flights to the moon and back, Uh, ideally also to Mars, because if you're already getting out of Earth's gravity well, which the moon more or less is, uh, Mars is only a little bit harder, at least as far as the launch system is concerned. Uh, they recently had their, I think, first actual real-life test flight of the launch system that is supposed to take Starship into orbit.
1: Yeah, I think last we covered that it was the, uh, the one where they test the rockets but it doesn't go anywhere.
2: Yeah, and, uh, so they weren't actually trying to do anything in particular other than just get this thing off the pad. Uh, they... Like, they said in their filings that, like, if this thing doesn't explode mid-flight, then we're just going to crash it into the ocean because it's not worth recovering. We're just trying to figure out what is going to inevitably go wrong with this pretty new technology so that we can fix it and then start actually doing stuff later. Uh, That all went great.
1: And they also said, like, Uh, we'll consider it a success if it gets off the launch pad.
2: So that went great. It did get off the launch pad. Uh, Then something about the staging required them to flip the rocket around 180 degrees, so it was flying thrusters first. Hmm. Uh, And something went wrong coming out of that spin. And uh, the thing just went into an uncontrolled spin, and it was pinwheeling for like eight seconds and it was actually really cool to watch and then it exploded none of this was particularly unexpected uh all of this was stuff that spacex said in advance in their media statements like this, this is probably going to happen uh they didn't know what exactly was going to lead to the explosion but they said in advance yeah it's probably gonna explode uh and that'll be fine The FAA disagrees with them on that, and they have indefinitely grounded SpaceX. Jesus. Um, um, Yeah. Um, So this is the breaking news part. I learned about this about an hour and five minutes ago. Uh, So we don't know exactly why or what they're doing. Uh, Current... Theories I'm seeing getting kicked around are the explosion of the rocket scattered debris farther than they were expecting. And uh, if you look at the launch pad, they they had like these super powerful thrusters and it actually like shredded a whole bunch of concrete beneath where the thrusters were. And there's also some speculation that that those thrusters ended up throwing concrete around and like hitting some beaches and stuff. Uh, so it's possibly one of those two things. It might be something else, but regardless, the FAA has forbidden SpaceX from having fun and doing cool stuff. So thanks for that.
1: I was trying to get some corroboration of this. I did find a Politico article that confirms that F- the FAA grounded SpaceX, but doesn't really have any details about that. I also want to read you the New York Times headline that came up. SpaceX's Starship kicked up a dust cloud, leaving Texans with a mess. Which, like... What else would you expect from the New York Times? I,
0: If I read that headline and then I heard the FAA grounded them, I would be very pissed at the FAA because a dust cloud does not seem like a good enough reason to ground the people trying to get us off this planet.
1: I mean, every rocket launch kicks up a dust exactly. cloud. This is a known thing. <laughs> I, I guarantee you they don't run this headline when NASA launches yeah. a rocket.
2: That is all true. But also... Even if it's not related to the FAA thing, I would recommend you look up before and after pictures of the launch pad because it's just cool how like the the after pictures of launch pad look like I don't know they look like buildings in Chernobyl or something. It's it looks like it has centuries worth of weathering and it happened over the course of like ten seconds. Yeah, it's
1: nice. yeah. awesome. Uh, so hopefully, this is like one of those like, uh, you know, little little memos from the FAA where they're like, hey, don't launch till we give you the okay, and then they'll just get it a week from now. I really yeah. yeah. hope and so.
2: Probably not, because it's the government. And hopefully, if it's not that, then Elon just decides to, you know, pay whatever fines or whatever out of petty cash.
1: Or just launches the thing anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uber style. Yeah. Just be like, fuck you, you don't
0: own space. <laughs> yeah, but they might be able to arrest him.
2: I have heard some speculation that um, the Boring Company has taken out Defense Department contracts so they can do shady stuff away from spy satellites, Uh, and that's why he's able to get away with so much thumbing his nose at the regulatory state, so... If that's true, here's hoping that, you know, they the CIA has a guy at the FAA who can, you know, <laughs> threaten to assassinate the director or whatever if he keeps holding up their uh, golden boy.
1: Hooray for the shady CIA operation. Yes, three cheers. <laughs>
0: All right, on Eniash, you
1: have our last new news story.
0: Yeah, the NIH, National Institute of Health, has blown $1.2 billion... <clears throat> trying to make long covid a thing.
2: Uh, I love how you phrased that headline. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what what did they spend this money on? Nobody knows.
1: <laughs> oh. But we know it's long covid yes, related.
0: It is uh they they don't even know entirely who's in charge or what they've been doing. I particularly find this funny because I don't really believe in long covid. Uh so oh here's what they spent yeah. on Eniash research <laughs> <laughs> that was for research they did research yeah, yeah it's i mean i love this particular line there's a complete lack of transparency when we ask who made this decision they won't tell us <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so. it was uh damn. yeah <laughs> <laughs> they don't have an org chart for this entire thing that exists for two plus years I can personally assure you, no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they have they have spent a billion dollars. Nobody really knows where that money went to, what it's doing, or what this thing that they pretend to be researching even exists. So uh, yeah, that's that's the entirety of the story. There's a lot more details, oh,
2: but please tell me more about how it's national news that Clarence Thomas's mom getting a at most six-figure apartment comp to what is international news.
0: If it if it if it affects the the rulings of one ninth of the Supreme Court, that's pretty big. I just don't think it does.
2: God,
1: somebody just had this Jesus. big editorial in the New York Times or something about long COVID that was like it was like a doctor. I think he just wrote a book or something, but it was like, uh, what really, you know, the real, what really matters here is that people say they have long COVID, not their effective <laughs> test results.
2: And it's just like, you guys, uh, so,
1: did you learn nothing from Havana syndrome? So
2: I, I do think it's probable that people who say they have long COVID do have some sort of condition. Yeah. I just think it's psychosomatic and very probably completely unrelated to COVID. Except, you know, insofar as lockdown gave the entire country a two-year-long case of shit life syndrome.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, there are double-digit uh, numbers of people who say they have long COVID never even had COVID.
0: Yeah, by double-digit number of people, I think you mean a double-digit percentage? Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, 10% or more. I forget what the exact number was, but it was, it was somewhere... I think it was like 11% or yeah. something. Um, uh, yeah, I think long COVID, you know, first of all, it's, it's, you know, the exact same thing as long flu or long any other disease where you have a tr- tr- an illness. It, like, knocks something wrong in your body, and that's just a known thing that happens with every virus. Um, and then the reason you get more cases is exactly what you said. It's It's the trauma from like lockdowns and and people having anxiety about covid that's far greater than other diseases
2: or you know just general stress or metabolic disorders yeah. from eating high fructose corn syrup or whatever and they just blamed yeah. it on covid because it's the current thing
1: mm-hmm. right and like they were they were talking about this on Blocked and reported <laughs> and they read they read off the list of uh, of symptoms <laughs> of long covid and it's all this vague stuff and and uh, um, Katie Herzog was just like, I have all of those <laughs> symptoms. That's just menopause. <laughs> but it's, my favorite is that, like, the biggest symptom is is brain
2: fog. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I have that all the time. And I got through yeah. most of a PhD program. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm like,
1: who, who never has brain fog, first of all. Uh, and second of all, like... I, I don't know. I don't have a second. Okay. Thing. <laughs> that darn brain fog. That brain fog. I just had brain fog. I want COVID.
0: Well, on the plus side, it doesn't look like they're going to be pouring more money into this particular money pit.
1: Well, on the plus side, we're moving on to oh, happiness. Yes. Good news, everyone. All right, David. What's going on in Ghana? Yeah,
2: so this is actually technically a follow up, as uh, Zella reminded me in the process of making sure we saw this story. Uh, we recent, we a while back reported on a malaria vaccine that was very uh, effective at preventing infection, and I did my usual doomer thing about, oh, this is great, but no one will ever approve it. And someone approved it. <gasps> I, I I admit I forgot that, you know, the US FDA doesn't actually have jurisdiction over Ghana, <laughs> and so Ghana approved the malaria vaccine. That's awesome. Yeah. Alright. And I no longer live in a malarial part of the United States, so I don't care if it gets approved here.
1: <laughs> What's the malarial part of the United the States the South?
2: Oh, it's not. Sucks. I thought we killed all the. Uh, we mostly did the mosquitoes. It's yes. not that malarial anymore. But you know, if you you aren't if you live there, you aren't likely to get malaria. But if you get malaria in the United States, odds are very good that's where it was. All right, fair enough. All right,
0: Eniash, what else good happened? Well, three years ago, <laughs> so kind of a follow up, but not to anything we said. Three years ago, Michigan signed a law that will automatically expunge uh, residents' criminal records for minor crimes and nonviolent crimes after a certain amount of time. That finally came into effect last week, and in the first week, nearly 850,000 residents saw at least one convic- conviction automatically removed from the record, or sealed at any rate. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of people, I think it was something like 200,000 people now have no uh, criminal record due to this, which makes it so much easier to get a job and other things. Conviction And a gun, and, and a gun sure, yeah. Uh, the detail is that convictions are eligible for permanent sealing after seven years for up to four misdemeanors, and after either ten years for two non-violent felonies, or the completion of a prison term. So, there we go. Nice. Yeah. And I think it's 10 years after. So they're
1: eligible term. for expungement, like, immediately upon release of a I prison term? I think that term? 10
0: years after also applies to the prison term one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha.
1: Uh, that's very yeah. sweet. Uh, this whole, like, scarlet letter thing, I think, feel like we tried that. It doesn't uh, produce very good no, outcomes. Yeah. So yeah,
2: Almost like uh, very long-tail punishments don't work on a portion of the population that's specifically selected for extremely high time preference.
1: <laughs> Indeed. Swift and certain people, those are the punishments that work. Anything more is just cruelty. Yep. All right. Well, good on you, Michigan. Uh, David, what else is going on that's good?
2: Uh, So scientists have discovered that intersecting gravity waves interfering shortly after the Big Bang generated the universe's first photons. Huh. Uh, So yeah, we figured out the origin story for light. And since Inyash <laughs> is a tradcath now, I uh, Wait, took what? the liberty. <laughs> <I, laughs> what did that happen? <laughs> it, it, it's a joke about your uh, cathedral fetishism. Oh, well, they uh, are awesome.
1: <laughs> 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 you do love yeah, those cathedrals. I, really I, uh,
2: I took the liberty of um, pulling the uh, former theory of how this happened from the King James Bible. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. That's cool. Intersecting gravity waves. Yes. Generated
1: light. Cool. Have they,
2: and how, so did, like, were they able to, like, recreate that? I would guess not, because we can't actually generate arbitrary gravity waves. I think they just figured out what? that if you slap a bunch of gravity waves into each other, this is a thing that happens.
1: Cool. All right. And, Eniash, you have one more good news story yeah. for Yeah,
0: and again, this is just a kind of cool thing that we have figured out. Uh, Hubble recently saw a supermassive black hole. It has a diameter three.
1: What? Hubble's still Hubble's up still there? up there, apparently, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Right. Way, to, way to go. It's like the little engine yeah, that right. could. It's just going to keep on chugging. It's like the little Mars <laughs> rover that kept going for, like, years after its expiration date. Oh, yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's cool. Uh, anyways, it's a supermassive black hole three times the diameter of our whole freaking galaxy. Jesus S- oh, f- yeah. Big.
2: Christ. Uh,
0: yeah. One might say supermassive. <laughs> right. uh, it is speeding through the universe uh, at apparently what is a high rate for black holes. And behind it, there is a bright contrail of newborn stars that are clearly visible in the telescope image like a colorful scratch on a record. Like just visible in the visible light spectrum, it sounds like. Uh, the trail is so unusual that scientists originally dismissed it as the result of a malfunction. But follow-up, <laughs> nice. yeah, follow-up observations revealed that it is a 200,000 light-year-long chain of young blue stars. Apparently, rather than gobbling up stars ahead of it, like a cosmic Pac-Man, according to this quote, that's really great, <laughs> the, the speedy black hole is plowing into gas in front of it to trigger new star formation along a narrow corridor. It's streaking too fast to take time for a snack.
1: So, neat. Uh, that is very mm-hmm. cool. Well, thank you, Eniash. Mm-hmm. Now we are moving on to troop deployments. I'm willing to put wave after wave of men at your disposal. As we all know, politics is the mind killer and arguments are soldiers. So in that spirit, we ask each of our hosts to send a soldier out onto the battlefield each episode. We'll start with David.
2: Yeah, so I don't normally... Uh, waste my time with communists on the internet, <laughs> but I've seen this one a couple times in the past fortnight, so here we go. The depornification of the internet, by which I mean non-designated porn sites like Tumblr and Discord and um, and you know, other websites uh, passing really strict uh, policies about adult content and then enforcing those policies very vigorously. It's not about big corporations, you idiots. The reason this is happening is because those websites are getting leaned on by their payment processors. The banks and credit card companies who um, handle their subscription fees and that sort of thing. Those payment processors usually get the blame, either them or the company themselves. But the reason why the payment processors give a shit is because during the Obama era, I believe 2013 to 2016, they ran a little program called Operation Chokepoint. I think I've ranted about this before, but it's basically the government going to banks and stuff and saying, hey, we notice you're doing businesses with certain people we don't like. Uh, sex workers were among these, so were gun stores, payday lenders, and a handful of others. Uh, did you know that... This is the government talking again. Did you know that people who do business with them are sometimes covered by the regulations uh, governing those industries? And therefore, we might need to do some extremely expensive uh, investigations, which you will get stuck with a bill for, if you keep doing business with them. And a whole bunch of those banks were like, thanks but no thanks. We will stop doing business with them, message received. This went on for several years before someone finally uh, sued and told them to cut it out because, you know, it's blatantly unconstitutional. But because the banks were too risk averse to actually make a stand themselves and the businesses being targeted weren't a big enough part of their market to, for, that, for it to be worth going to bat for them, uh, this policy was very successful. It was eventually shut down, but the message was received loud and clear by the banks, and they have since been extremely hesitant about moving back into those spaces targeted by Operation Chokepoint. In fact, they've been uh the spaces targeted by the original Operation Choke Point have since been expanded to notably include a lot of cryptocurrency related things, because the government is making similar sorts of threatening noises about crypto. So all that is to say, if you're opposed to the depornification of the internet and you are inclined to blame big corporations, blame the government instead. They're the ones who actually are causing it.
1: Womp womp. All right, thank you, David. Eniash, what do you got for us? What
0: I have is that I think the future will be hyperlocal. And I should explain what that means. Uh, I go to a writer's workshop monthly that has a wide range of both skill skill sets and um, types of fiction that that are presented. There's a lot of things I read there that if I were to pick it up on a bookshelf, I'd be like, eh. Not for me. Put it back. Don't really care. Uh, but instead, whenever I go to my writers' workshop, I am super excited to see all the things that my uh, my fellow writers, who I love and see every month, are writing. I I want to know what they're putting out. I read the things in their voices often. Like I know how a sentence would be delivered if the person was speaking it, which just makes it better. And. uh you kind of get some insights into their personalities. You're like, oh, yeah, I see that. I see him coming through in that character. Or, oh, I, I think this is related to something he mentioned about his past before. Um, and also, I love giving my work to these people because I know they're going to read it and then they will talk to me about it and it feels wonderful. Um, and I've noticed this is the case with a lot of things that my friends do. Like, I. Go to live music sometimes, but the best live music is always the ones where people that I know are performing, even if they aren't like virtuoso class, like the the people that you pay a lot of money to see, I just have a better time and feel better with my friends out there. And uh, this is going to become a bigger thing in the near future, because soon all art is going to be post-scarcity. AI is going to be able to create the best stories and art and movies and music that have ever been created. They can create specifically for your niche taste. Whatever you love, the AI can give you exactly that, and it's going to be amazing and perfect for you, and it's going to get kind of boring because it, it you won't have ways to relate to other people to share the same experiences. You're all going to be getting these unique crafted things which ultimately may be awesome, but you you will want the things that other people you love can produce. Uh, in in my opinion, the, the hyper-local art is the l- art that is created by someone that you know personally and that you cannot consume it without your relationship to that person being part of it. And those feel better. And you can't get that from something that's produced hyper-specific just for you. Like an AI can make a personal Avengers for you where everyone is exactly how you want them to be. And that just won't feel as good as reading your friend's latest Glowfic uh, edition. I think this is really the driving engine behind things like Glowfic and fanfic because the creators are just so much more productive when uh, they're creating for people that they love and that love them back. And once things go completely post-scarcity, this is going to be the case with physical objects as well. Like, everyone will have all the stuff they want produced perfectly, but you're not going to value the immaculate, perfect AI clothing that you can get. You're going to really value the knit gloves that your grandma made or that uh, the, the leather boots that your friend sewed together for you because they were thinking of you when they did them. And the real rich people are going to be the ones that have a lot of those things, that don't have a price and can't have a price because how do you put a price on my friend was thinking of me and my life when they made this um and i'm kind of looking forward to this post-scarcity future where the hyper local objects and hyper local art will be the things we really value because we aren't beholden to stuff that has to be mass produced just so we can live anymore it's gonna be great
2: i agree except you know you can value both right Eh, You're gonna value the. You can both have the most comfortable chair that the AI designed specifically for your butt. Yeah. And also a hand carved table that your friend made for you because you loved because they love you.
0: I imagine, and both are good. Yeah, I imagine the majority of things that you have will be AI made, but the ones that you really value will be the ones that were made by friends.
1: All right, thank you, Eniash. Uh, My troop deployment this episode is "I Told You So." Well, folks, the debt ceiling is getting close to causing a default. We started something called Extraordinary Measures months ago, which just means that's when we passed the theoretical time when we didn't have the money to pay our bills. Since then, the Fed has been doing various accounting tricks to come up with extra money, but they can't do this forever. And within the next few months, we'll default on our debts unless the debt ceiling is raised. This will be, in short, bad, causing a downgrade of America's credit rating and possibly a worldwide recession. Mike McCarthy has vowed that the debt limit will be raised, but only if Biden makes some concessions. What concessions? Nobody knows. McCarthy is herding rabid cats in the House, so he probably has no idea what his caucus would even vote for. Not that they need to. If a bill to raise the debt limit was brought to the floor, it would easily pass. The Democrats would only need five Republicans to join them for the vote. But the way the House rules work, which is probably the stupidest part of this whole situation is that the Speaker of the House gets to decide what bills come to the floor, and he's just not going to do it unless the part crazies in his party let him, which they won't. Meanwhile, Biden is insisting on a clean debt limit raise with no extra stuff in there. Well, gee, Joe, if that's what you wanted, you could have gotten it months ago. Here's where I invite you to go listen to episode 70, where I predicted this exact thing and pleaded with the Democrats to raise the debt limit during the lame duck session, where they still controlled Congress, but new Republicans would be taking over the House soon. They didn't do it, and now here we are. The most likely outcome here is that one or both sides will blink. Either McCarthy gives up and brings a clean bill to the floor, or Biden caves and offers some token concessions. But maybe not. During the Obama administration, we got so close to defaulting that America's credit rating was briefly downgraded. And that could easily happen again. Uh, Or it could be even worse, and we could actually default. Uh, I don't really have anything constructive to say here. I'm just really mad that, as usual, I gave great advice and
0: nobody (laughs) listened to me.
1: Listen next time, damn it!
0: That is a thing people should do.
1: (laughs) All right. Thank you, (laughs) Aniash. That's our show! Uh, Please follow us wherever you follow podcasts. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It doesn't even have to be a good review. Um, Please subscribe on Substack. You could be an MKUltra. You'll get episodes early, uh, usually about a day early. Um, You get access to bonus episodes. And you'll get access to our subscriber-only Discord channel. Come back in two weeks. Same rat time, same rat channel. Bye. Bye.